Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. In her sixth month, for with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Have a think about that. With God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Some of us need to hear that today because the enemy has tried to lie to us that you can't ever really change or be free of those addictions. You can't ever arise above the dysfunctional family that you might have had. You can't press through and overcome that abuse or those words and lies against your identity. But I want to tell you today from the Word of God that the angel spoke to Mary. He speaks to you and I today. For with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Just grab a hold of that right now. Maybe there's some impossible things you are facing or thinking that you've been dwelling on. I want to bring the Word of the Lord to cut through that control or that manipulation or that intimidation that says you can't change this. Wow. With God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Sometimes when you're going through grief, you think, will, it, will life ever come back to any sense of normal? God says it can and will. He's a gracious, powerful God. Then Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Wow, what an amazing, amazing response. I want to ask us today, do we say that to God? May it be done to me according to your word. Or are we going to listen to the words of other people? Are we going to listen to the words of our past? Are we going to listen to the fear of the future? Are we going to listen to the inner voice that sometimes gets on the negative track? Or are we going to listen and respond to the amazing, expanding, life-giving, love-filled, hope-empowered Word of God for us? Wow, that grabs my soul today. The Word of the Lord endures forever. Verse 37 and 38 in the NIV says, For no word from God will ever fail. Wow. The NIV says, For no word from God will ever fail. In Luke 1, 37. Verse 38 it says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. I want to read that again. Verse 37 and 38 of Luke 1. It says, For my, no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Jesus was born as a baby, but he was Lord at his birth. That's a mystery that we sing the carols. We don't fully understand it, but we acknowledge and accept that. Wow. We need to see Jesus at Christmas not just as a baby, but as the Lord of all, the King of kings, my Savior, my powerful God, God within us by His Spirit. 
couple of questions come out of that. What has been conceived and birthed by the Holy Spirit in your life? It says, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you or overshadow you. And that which will be birthed and conceived in you will be of the Holy Spirit. Wow, how, how many amazing dreams has God come onto our lives and birthed some things in our soul? What things have been conceived by the Holy Spirit that has changed the destiny and track of your life? Some of us can look back over a few years now and say, wow, God, you have birthed and sowed a seed in my heart and mine and look what's happened. I, I look back now and I'm amazed at the journey of my life and I say, God, you planted those seeds in my life when I was a child through praying parents. Some of you have had seeds sown in your life when you were just in a service and all of a sudden someone spoke a word and it changed your life. I remember when we were assistant pastor in a church in Ipswich and we were at a national conference and, and uh, a man of God was preaching and in the middle of his sermon, he, he just stopped preaching his sermon and he started jumping up and down the spot and said, have a go, have a go for God. He even had the word, have a go, you mug. <laughs> he was a real Aussie. And Marilyn and I had been asked to take on our first church as senior pastor at the age of 28 and 29, and we didn't think we were ready. But in the middle of that, as this guy's jumping up and down on the stage, he stopped his sermon, and he's saying, have a go, it's your turn to have a go. And the Spirit of God said, it's your turn to get up and have a go for God. And at that moment, we said, yes, Lord, we will go and lead that church. That was a word from God, and we embraced it and responded to it. And then he got back to his normal sermon. If it was just for me in the middle of thousands, I don't know. There was probably others that God got a hold of too. But I thought, wow, God can speak to you anywhere, anytime, anyhow. It doesn't have to be an angel arriving with a message. It can be a word of God that starts as a seed and then it grows. And every time you open the word, you see it. Every time you see a person with that need, God says, hey, I've called you to that people group. I've called you to reach out and love them. The word of God. What has been conceived and birthed by the Holy Spirit in your life? And the second, second question is, with God, nothing is impossible. He has planned for you. What are the impossible things that you have pushed aside and think, wow, God, I don't think I could ever arise above that or achieve that? Don't push it aside. You say, well, I've got physical issues, I've got family pressures, I've got financial limitations, I've got educational limitations. We can have a thousand and one excuses, but I found God doesn't listen to our excuses. Just read about Moses. God doesn't listen to our excuses. He'll say, who made your mouth? Who created your heart? Who lives within you? The God of the impossible lives within you. So why on earth do you keep throwing up excuses? God just does not listen to them because he loves us too much to let us settle for the excuses that will keep us small and limited. Oh God, let us not stay small and limited. Let the word of God arise within us so that you can continue to grow. And don't say you're too young or too old. Because where's the transition? Somewhere in the middle between 20 and 70? Hey, don't use those words. The Spirit of God will use us. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were barren. Word came from them, for God from them. Zachariah didn't really believe it, so he was struck dumb for the whole pregnancy. Thank God he's gracious to many of us, dear Lord. Jesus was born of a virgin. The miracles and healing that Jesus demonstrated. 
the capacity to overcome addictions, oppression, abuse, grief, trauma, whatever. With God, all things are possible. It says, let your word be fulfilled. And then the thought came, hold on, let's have a look at John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5 and see what it says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You say, well, now we've changed transition. We've changed from a word from God to realize that Jesus is the living word. So when you've been born again and encountered him, the living word is within you. And all things are possible because he is the word of life. He's the word of light. He's the word of freedom. Once again, it starts to blow a few more excuses out of the way in our minds and hearts because the living word lives within us by his spirit. The word of God that's written, the Bible, it reveals the living word of Christ who came from heaven to bring about the power of God to change this broken and sinful world. Wow, Lord, help us not settle for less than what you are. John 1.14, it goes on, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen the glory the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Wow. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Wow, here we've got Jesus. The Word became flesh, which is what we celebrate, with Jesus coming and being a baby, and then growing becoming a man and then dying on the cross and rising again with a resurrected body and now he lives to ever intercede for you and I. Oh, that stirs me up. Whenever I'm feeling discouraged or overwhelmed, I take a moment to think, hey, Jesus is up there praying for me. That should just shoot some adrenaline in our souls and get you fired up again. If he overcame death and hell, the things you're facing cannot overcome you if you choose not to let them with God's power and grace within us. The living word, the word became flesh. The message version, this is what I love. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I just love that concept. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's what Jesus did. He came and broke the darkness and the oppression of the Roman rule and, and all that was going on and the religion and laws and lack of hope and cruelty, he came with a light from heaven and started to change the world. He started to preach good news. He started to heal the sick, cast out demons. Everyone said, we've never seen or heard any of this ever before. And he just kept on going for three and a half years, died, rose again, hung around for 40 more days to fire up his 
troops. And then the Holy, he went to heaven, the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church was birthed. And that's what's still changing the world. Oh God, your presence and power. I just feel the stirring of the Spirit of God today saying, just reach out to encounter him again. Realize that Jesus has moved in the neighborhood. Goes on, we saw the glory with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory. Like father, like son. Generous inside and out. Well, that's a good thought. Jesus was generous inside and out. True from start to finish. John, John pointed him out and called, This is the one, the one I told you was coming after me, but in fact was ahead of me. He has always been ahead of me. Has always had the first word. Now, John was six months older than Jesus physically, but he said he has the first word and he was before me. He understood what was going on. We all live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. Wow. Wow. What are all the gifts that God gives us? His presence, his love. We worship this morning and all of a sudden you feel his overwhelming love just touch your soul. That's the gift of God. And I love God and His presence because He comes at the most unexpected times to grab your attention. You'll be reading the Word and all of a sudden a verse jumps off the page think, wow. You'll be worshipping all of a sudden there's a glimpse of heaven or the words of a song now all of a sudden become alive in your spirit and you say, yes God, I know, I know, I know you love me. And I love it because you never know when you walk in relation with Him when He's going to show up in manifest power when he's going to come with that tender whisper, you're mine and it's okay, you'll make it. I'm going to carry you through. I'm going to show you a way. I'm going to give you wisdom. Tuesday night, we just had a supper at our place with our leaders and, and then we uh, just gave some little gifts and a thank you for our staff and leaders and it was just a lovely time of sharing food, probably a bit too much at Christmas time. Oh, dear Jesus. Why has all our celebration got so much nice food? And then at the end, I said, let's stand and let's pray. Well, that's a really dangerous thing to do when you've got 30 leaders together because our short prayer turned into a 10-minute prophetic moment on our deck. And we're all praying loudly. At the end, I said, thank God we live on acreage so the neighbours aren't going <laughs> to... I mean, what's going on over there at the Davy household? I just felt to stand on our deck and hold hands in a circle of faith. And as soon as we did... Something exploded in my spirit. We were having a great night. All of a sudden, heaven opened. And I'm there and I see this rushing wind of the spirit coming. And next minute, this electricity of God started to surge. And I thought I'd been plugged into a socket. And I thought, it happened within five seconds. I thought, oh God, I'm hanging on. And it's just like this electricity. And a few others said they felt the same thing. And then Doug had this amazing prophetic word. And then God gave me one. And for the next 10 minutes, we were just caught up in the presence of God. And something started to loose. I thought, Lord, we're just having a nice party. And all of a sudden, you decided to invade. <laughs> but he didn't invade because he was already there within us. And he just, for a moment, caught our attention and focused us again. And something just released in my soul. I thought, Lord, you are so good. He's become flesh and he dwells among us by his spirit. Oh, he makes the impossible possible. He lifts your perspective to see. There are people here and you're facing major hurdles of health or emotional or psychological or financial challenges. 
disappointments, wondering how next year is going to turn out. Some of you are excited about next year and others are getting scared, thinking, God, how on earth are we going to cope with another year with this pressure? I want to encourage you that God is the God of grace and power. He pours out his gifts over us over and over and over again. It goes on and says, we all live, have this generous gift after gift after gift. We got the basics from Moses and then this exuberant giving and receiving, this endless knowing and understanding. All this came through Jesus the Messiah. No one has ever seen God, not so much as a glimpse. This one-of-a-kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. Wow. And then I started to think about Jesus. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the gate of heaven. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. And it goes on and on and on. The revelation of God in the flesh. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living and active. Now I want you to think about this. We think about this as the written Bible and that is true. But it's also Jesus, the living word is active and powerful and his words of his spirit are active and powerful. So broaden your thinking a little bit on the word. For the word of God is living and active and full of power. Make it operative, energizing and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature. Wow, wow, wow. Those locked off rooms that we don't even let God get into, guess what? He knows exactly what's going on there. And for some of us, it's time to open the door and let the Spirit of God get in and heal the deepest pains of our souls or address the deepest fears of our hearts or bring freedom into an area that's been limited exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart Jesus is the living word the written word the revelation word and I've been reading through the book of Revelation I've been reading through the New Testament and I'm going to finish by the end of this year And I'm amazed to read the revelation. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the end of the book says we win. The news and the enemy's lies don't seem to think we're going to win, but guess what we do? And, And an angel opens a seal and all of a sudden, a third of the world is transformed for good or bad, depending on whether it's judgment or revelation. I thought, wow, God, you are still in control. And then I was reading about how some people get terrified about the mark of the beast and what's going to happen on the forehead. Some people live in fear of that. I've just read in Revelation, twice it says God marks us on our forehead before the devil even tries to counterfeit that with his scheme. Why do we fear this rubbish? Twice in Revelation it says God marks those that are his on their forehead. Then the enemy tries to counterfeit it with some sort of scheme in trading in the end times. I thought, why do we let that stuff fear us when God's already way over the top in control? That's the God we love and serve. Wow. 
What are we going to do with the word? Believe it like Mary did. Receive it as the word of God, not just an idea. Declare and confess the word. And lastly, activate the word. Be doers of it, not hearers only. And the last verse, I just want to remember the one we started with. Luke 1, 37 and 38 says, For the word of, from God will never fail. Do you get that? It will never fail. Some of you are saying, well, hold on, it's failed for me. No, well, you're still breathing, so the end's not happened yet. It's not over until God says it's over. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Whether you're 13 or 30 or 90 years of age, God's presence is here to touch our lives. Why don't we stand in his presence? Let's take a moment just to let this living word burn in our souls. Jeremiah said, your word is like a fire in my bones. There's some words starting to burn in some of our hearts for the future that maybe you've just forgotten or lost focus on. Or maybe God's just fanned it to flame. But the Word of God will burn within your spirit and soul and even within your bones where you will know there's purpose. It's not over. God said it's just beginning for some of you. Some of your ministries that have been limited. God says it's not over. There's just a new chapter opening up for the kingdom of God. And it will burn within your bones. It will open up the possibilities. Let's reach up to heaven right now. Just take a moment to thank him that he's the living word that came at Christmas time. He's the word that brings life. Let's reach out. What's the word of God for you today? What's the spirit of God reminding you at the end of this year? As you look back over this year saying, wow, there was some great blessings and some great challenges. But what's the word of God for now and for the future? What's God saying to you? The living word of hope, of purpose, of freedom, of clarity. Oh, God, I just pray right now you would just bring hope and your word would burn within our hearts. Lord, let your revelation come. Let your freedom come. Lord, just speak fresh words of life. Let your healing flow right now and reveal your grace over people's lives. Lord, let your healing flow. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.